Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. You'll never have the sacred stone. <laughs> oh, this new crazy mother. Hello, monkeys. Monkey Dan here. Welcome to episode 27 of the Live Wild or Die podcast. And on this episode, I'm talking about just training while traveling, monkeying while traveling. And I'm just sharing a lot of the things that I do that I've kind of developed over the years. And it's kind of an ever evolving process. But I wanted to also put out there to the monkey family if you guys have any travel hacks, trip tips, excuse me, tricks, anything you guys have for. Just maintaining your monkeyness, your training while on the road, please send a note to info at monkey.co or leave a comment. Just love to hear what you guys are up to so we can share the knowledge, the wisdom with the monkey family. So that is my request to you, monkeys. And let's jump right into it. Training while traveling, monkey style. What's up, monkeys? Monkey Dan here, and welcome to the Live Wild or Die podcast. And on this episode, I want to talk about training while traveling. And I kind of broke it down into like the actual training, what to do at the airport, and then on the plane. So I'm uh, tomorrow. I'm head off to California for a kind of early Thanksgiving visit, kind of an annual thing, and. I just want to share kind of the thought process I go through and the tips, tricks, practices I've been using for years now and that are ever evolving. So I'm going to start with the actual training. So I think the first thing is just kind of getting in the mindset of this is something I want to do and I'm going to plan to do before your trip even starts. So make a plan and commit. I don't get super specific as far as like the actual workouts I'm going to do. I just know I want to work out pretty much every day, whether it's going for a walk, a run, doing a monkey workout, doing a bodyweight workout, going out in the wild and lifting rocks, logs, whatever it is. So I want to just, I'm, I'm mentally committing and preparing to do this. And it just, it kind of gets me psyched to get creative and it's something I'm thinking about and excited to do. So then once I get to where I'm actually going, one of the first things I do, and I've been doing this for a long time now is I set up my monkey bars, my pocket monkey in a very convenient location so that I'm removing any barriers to actually using them to training all that. So that's been huge. And it's interesting. I definitely, depending on where I am and, uh, kind of the environment, sometimes I'll end up working out way more on a vacation than, you know, when I'm just at home. So if you can remove the barriers, make it easy for yourself, make it easy for yourself, get set up as soon as you arrive and maybe even just do a few uh, welcome reps. I've also found that training in the morning while traveling is super helpful. We're going out, like I said, we're going out to visit family. If you can get up a little bit earlier than people, or at least just first thing in the morning, get something in to me, that makes it way easier. You know, we tend to be eating a lot more, it's Thanksgiving and uh, we're traveling and hanging out with family. There's a lot of, you know, you're catching up, you're hanging around, you're eating, drinking, all that. So you don't want to, you know, if it's seven o'clock at night, it's going to be hard to really uh, go hard. Whereas if you get up first thing in the morning, do a workout, it doesn't have to be ridiculous. It doesn't have to be three hours long, anything like that, but you get that workout in first thing, you're successful. And then if there's time later in the day, maybe you can do a second session, but at least you got something in and you're staying in that mood, you're st- you're keeping the momentum and just staying in that mindset, 
right? And I think the next point I have is something is better than nothing. So you could wake up, do this kind of classic monkey morning session I always talk about. I do the three rounds, three sets of, I do 15 squats, 15 push-ups, 15 rows. And even if you just did that, again, something is better than nothing. And it just, it's going to keep the momentum flowing. And for this specific trip, we're going to the coast of California. One, one thing I really like to do is make the workouts part of the fun and the adventure. So specifically, this is kind of the northern coast. It is the northern coast of California. It's more rugged. There's tons of rocks and driftwood on the beach. It's also, um, it's kind of these craggy bluffs. So there's typically like a rock horn or something you can sling for monkey bars or pocket monkey. But basically every Thanksgiving for the last, gosh, five, six years, when I go back, I'll do this kind of annual Thanksgiving beach workout. So I'll set up monkey bars. I'll be using logs and rocks. I'll do like keg tosses with the rocks, stone carries with the rocks. I'll use the logs to do carries, lunges, squats. I'll flip them up and down the beach, balance on them. Just, it's really creative. It's, it's very much a free flow kind of freestyle workout. I don't go with like this very rigid plan of the thing I want to do, but you know, you go, you go run around on the beach, carrying odd objects, doing pull-ups with monkey bars for an hour or two. And, uh, it's going to feel good. And then the final thing is I've always done this, uh, particularly when I was a ranger, I would live in these more rural communities and areas. And I still do this when I travel now, but one of the first things I like to do when I get somewhere besides setting up monkey bars or pocket monkey is go for a walk, a hike, a run. And it just helps me kind of like orient myself to my new environment, find cool new features where I could work out, uh, outside of kind of the location we're staying and just get the lay of the land. I think that's just kind of a very human natural thing to do is just know your surroundings and know your environment. And, uh, you know, maybe you find a cool staircase you can run sprints on and with a good branch or some sort of pipe next to it, you could hang monkey bars. I mean, it really, uh, it really opens up a lot of things. One of my, we were in uh, Italy two summers ago and uh, super jet lagged the first night we'd landed kind of midday afternoon, walked around. And then, you know, at night I woke up at like midnight. I just couldn't sleep. So I waited till I think three thirty, four in the morning. And, uh, well, maybe not quite even that late. Maybe it was like three, two thirty or three in the morning. I got up and went for a run around the city. It was super cool. Just quiet. These cool Italian street lamps and ran to these parks. We'd walked by earlier and ran stairs and did a bunch of burpees and then kind of did these like block sprints on the way back where I'd sprint the block. And then at the end, at the corner, I would do a bunch of squats and then I kind of worked my way back that way. But so again, I think going down the list, plan, remove the barriers, train in the morning. Something is better than nothing. Make the workouts part of the fun and the adventure. And then as much as you can walk, hike, run, get out, explore. Next kind of subtopic at the airport. So going down my list here, one of the things I always, I really like to do is put on a podcast. You could listen to this podcast, put on a podcast and just, instead of just sitting at the gate waiting, I'll just walk around. I'll walk as much as I can. And there's certainly been flights where, you know, I've got like two hours to kill and I've definitely covered miles in the airport, which isn't ideal for me, but it's, it's better than sitting thumbing my phone for sure. And then, 
you know, walking on those super smooth tiled floors, it's nice to take a break. So when I do quote unquote sit, I do an air quotes here. When I sit, I'll sit in a deep squat. So I won't sit in the chairs. I'll set my pack down, set my bag down and then just squat and rest kind of in that position. If I need to text or whatever. One thing I hate is that at least at Denver, they force you to take the escalator a lot of places. So you don't, they're removing an opportunity for fitness. So they force you to taste the ex- escalator. If there's no one ahead of me, I'll try and kind of power power walk or run up. But oftentimes, I'm just kind of stuck in the masses. But if there is the opportunity, always take the stairs. And then I like to carry my bag instead of rolling it. And this isn't like a 100% thing. Usually, typically, I like to travel with a backpack. So I have my bag on my back. But if I do have a roller for whatever reason, I'm not... I'm not uh, necessarily carrying it 100% of the time, but I'll certainly pop the handle down and do kind of like a, you know, one arm farmer carry switching arms. And again, it's just, it's better than nothing. And it's certainly a legit exercise, especially depends on who packed, but you know, 50 pounds in that thing is uh, no joke. At the airport, I drink a ton of water. And so I usually bring, I have a, uh, it's these, collapsible water bottles from platypus. I get them at REI. I'm sure you can get them on Amazon. They're not super expensive and there's tons of other companies as well, but the concept of this collapsible water bottle, doesn't take up a lot of space. Once I'm through security, I go fill up and I usually drink a liter before I get on the plane and then I'll bring an additional liter on the plane. And then once when I'm on my plane, I'll either order just soda water with some lime or drink their water. And then I still have my additional liter. So on the flight, I'll for sure drink a liter. This is only a two hour flight. So probably that's sufficient for me. If it's something longer, it'll be several for sure. So I'd say maybe a liter every two hours is what I'm roughly doing. And that seems to kind of just help with that funk you get on the plane. And one thing I've started to experiment with more recently is fasting. So a day I'm flying, I will not eat, although I will drink coffee. And, uh, I'll wait until I get to wherever I'm going and I'll eat once I, I land and, you know, I've only done it a couple times, but it is something I'm experimenting with. And I definitely, you definitely get into that. It's kind of, the, it's a strange feeling where you're hungry. You can feel that, that emptiness in your stomach. You're not, it's not the growling sensation, but you, you definitely can feel the hunger, but there's this mental clarity you get. So I don't know, for me, it's more of this, like funk. I just call it the travel funk I get sometimes when flying, which probably has to do with being dehydrated, honestly. So drink your water, maybe even throw a little salt in there. And, uh, you can experiment with the fasting for sure. And depending on the flight, you know, if you're two hour flight to, uh, the barrier from Denver isn't a huge deal, but if you're going for like, you know, international travel where eating is probably something you might want to do well, you could fast. I always, I try and bring as much of my own food as I can. So one of my favorites is jerkies, different jerkies. I'll bring these little nut butter packets. I like Justin's and trail mix. That's kind of my go-to for plain food, travel food. It's high in fat, good protein, very satiating. It's man, they give you like those crackers or whatever. Now it's so easy to just down those all day long. So trying to bring these higher fat, higher protein, more satiating foods. 
And one thing I haven't, well, I guess I haven't done this yet on a plane, but things I've been doing just for road trip travel, I've been doing, I'll cook a ton of bacon and then uh, bring that along at last, you know, at least two or three days, especially in a cooler. So I'll bring bacon and that's so satisfying, that saltiness, fatty food. I'll bring that, eat that. And then additionally, I've been buying from Epic pork rinds and cracklings. They're super good. I like Epic. I think those guys, uh, I think they do a good job just sourcing, well, sourcing quality, quality food, ethically raised food, and uh, it's delicious, and I, li- I like them. So that's kind of at the airport. And then on the plane, like I mentioned, so drink water, stay hydrated. You should be going to the bathroom at least, so to our flight, I'm probably going at least twice. So I'll go kind of right after we take off from that leader I chugged before I got on. And then usually I'll try and sneak another trip in uh, before we land. But sometimes I'll also just get up and kind of a fake bathroom run just to move. So I'll walk up and down the aisle, do some lunges, maybe do some squats, do a bunch of like uh, arm raises over my head, stretch, do an overhead shoulder stretch, just try and move my joints through range of motion. And then what I'll also do while I'm seated is I do a bunch of calf raises and just isometric exercises. So typically what I'll do is I'm seated. I'll just do calf raises. I'll do sets of like 15, 30 reps, something like that. Just get the blood flowing, get a little pump. And then from there, I'll do isometrics with my quads, my hamstrings, my glutes, even flex my abs for periods of time. And basically kind of my thought process is I'm trying to push blood and lymph fluid back up towards my core. So venous return as well as lymphatic return. So the lymphatic fluid, both of those are, they're relatively passive in the sense of like, they're not super pressurized systems. So a lot of it is uh, the result of muscular contraction. So the more you're moving your muscles, the more venous return, the more movement you're going to have of fluid, especially from your lower extremity. So on a plane, you're kind of stuck in this cramped space. Even though I can't stand up and walk around all the time, again, I'll keep moving. So I'll do the calf raises. Maybe you can sneak in kind of a leg extension as well, depending on your seat situation. But then I'll just do the isometrics. And my thought is, again, I'm doing the, the active, the, the dynamic calf raises down low, kind of moving that fluid up and then doing the isometric. So you know, I'll do maybe a five-second contraction and then relax, five-second contraction, relax. And again, I'm trying to push everything back to the core. And for me, I think this really just helps eliminate that, that post flight funk, you know? So that's what I do. That's how I travel monkey mindsets. So I'm headed out tomorrow. I will do my best to keep a journal so I can report back to you guys, any new insights, any just cool tips or tricks I discovered, but anyone traveling for Thanksgiving or the holidays coming up. Hopefully this helps give you guys some ideas and just maintain your monkeyness while on the road. So as always, thank you so much for tuning in and maintain the monkey mindset. I'll see you out there.